Today's show is brought to you by Zip Recruiter, the presenting sponsor of Recode Media. Zip Recruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast. And now our listeners can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash Peter. Today's show is brought to you by Ericsson. Have you ever wished you could stream high-quality HD videos on a crowded train? Or maybe you wished you could sit courtside and watch a big game live from your couch. Well, Ericsson is about to change the game in cellular networking with high-speed, low-latency 5G. Find out what the future looks like at ericsson.com slash 5G. That's ericsson.com slash 5G. This is Recode Media from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kurt Wagner in for Peter Kafka. And today I am in Los Angeles with John Shahidi, the co-founder and CEO of Shots Studios. Is Shots Studios. Correct. Not Shots anymore. Not Shots. It used to be just Shots, now no, Shots Studios. Not Shots. Not I knew you back when you were just Shots. Yeah, or Shots app. Or the Shots, Shots app. app. Nope. Rest in, um, peace. rest in peace. Yeah, the selfie app. Uh, we have a million things to get to. I've known you for a handful of years now. Mm-hmm. We actually worked on the same floor uh, back when it was Shots app, mm-hmm. and I was at Mashable back in the day. Um, so I'm really excited. Now you're doing all kinds of, of stuff around media. You're managing um, some uh, what I used to would have called social media stars. Now they're just kind of like stars that are mm-hmm. musicians and, and people like that. Um, why don't you give us a quick update on what Shot Studios is, and then I want to go back and kind of figure out how you got here. But what do you guys actually do? Well, there's there's five parts of Shot Studios. Five parts. Um, yeah, and tech is not one of them. Okay. Um, is that good? You're smiling. I feel like... Well, it's a, it's a little bit of a relief until we figure out what we want to do. I mean, tech's always going to be a um, passion. Yeah. You know, uh, my brother and I, even like before we even made video games... Um, you know, we're always just into tech, right? Like just, you know, Sam used to hack into Xboxes just to, you know, pay for like different stuff um, when he was going through college. And, you know, like it's always been, you know, I've always had an itch and, and don't get me wrong, probably once a week I call Sam, I got an app idea. He hangs really up still? on me. Yeah, he hangs <laughs> up or I'll call him. He's like, hey, you got a second? He's like, not for an app idea. Yeah. You know, so I still, you know, it's always, but... Right now, it's really nice to focus on what we've been focused on for the last little over two years. I think it was April 2016 when okay. I think you even wrote, you know, yeah. uh, about shots making the pivot from an app to a content studio. So, okay, so the five things that you do five is um, one is we're a production company. Okay. We create all our videos, whether they're an Instagram sketch or a YouTube sketch or now music video or even our new show on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix everything's, yeah everything's in-house. We have our management company. So we actually, you know, sometimes we'll produce for third party um, if it's an interesting deal. Um, not financially, if it's something that kind of fits our DNA. Yep. But most of the content we create are by uh, artists, musicians, comedians that are managed in-house as well. So if there's an idea, we don't have to go through the politics of talking to a manager, then an agent, then a lawyer, then a business manager, sometimes a family member. We just go. You just do it all yourself. And you manage, what, half dozen people or so? We manage seven, seven. folks right okay. now. Yeah, yeah. We'll be adding to the roster quite a bit um, in 2019. Okay. Um, which I could get into um, a little bit. Um, then we have our music side, which isn't announced yet, but there'll be something on the music label side um, that we're really excited about, but we're not announcing until probably after the holidays. Because okay. a, a handful of those seven are musicians. Are all of them musicians or most? No, no. All, um, I would say uh, four of seven. Four of seven musicians. musicians. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're doing music. All right, yeah. that's three. Yeah. And then there's the touring side. You know, with a, like Alesso and uh, Anita, yeah. um, eventually Lele and Rudy are going to get into the touring stuff. But then even the non-musicians, the comedians or the entertainers like Bellini, you know, there'll be some different things. You know, we don't always have, to, it doesn't have to be a concert. Uh, it doesn't have to be a festival. You know, uh, we'll be getting into like the play business and, you know, different types of shows. You know, anything that's really entertaining, but also visually rich as yeah. well, so we could film. And then there's our product and brand teams. Um which is led by Marshall Osborne, who 
was actually um, a friend of mine in San Francisco. Uh, he worked at Uber, worked in marketing there. He recently just joined our team to run like products, brands. You know, this year we'll have over 20 billion minutes watched just on YouTube alone. Yeah. But we're always, you know, trying to explain to brands why we're better than other people, why our watch through and this and that. And brands still are kind of really, kind of a little bit scared to spend money on social media. They're, little, they're still on the traditional yeah. side. So until they get educated, we're going to create our own products as well. And products being, being like, I guess... You know, you said you don't want to build apps anymore. So, what is a product? In a this product. Space? It could be a consumer, uh, mostly consumer good products. Could be in the beauty space. Could be in the food. Oh, so food like literal, space. literal. Uh, I don't know. We're drinking out of these shot studios mugs right now. Like yeah, they'll an be actual physical product. Yeah, like they'll be that. like merchandising. They'll be, you know, they'll be merchandise. One of the three, um, food and beverage uh, and beauty are our focus right now. Okay. But then. Yeah, we'll be in the merchandising business. You know, I don't know. You could ever eventually maybe see, you know, a pajama company maybe owned by us. Oh wow, pajamas! That's kind yeah. of uh, random. No, it's, well, that's the thing with this company is we are just random, right? It's got to <laughs> be something that's not only is there a need for it in the, you know, in in, in the world and you know in the consumer yeah. good space, but then also it's got to we got to be able to create content around it, yeah. right? So like I could just see like, you know sleepover series that we produce for say like Facebook watch and as a you know a slumber party show yeah and the pajamas in this show happen to be all our pajamas got and it it's available for sale on whatever.com so you have you have seven people and and basically you do everything around their careers you produce you uh, manage you help with tour maybe you're going to build products that have their brand so like Pretty much, your these seven people. Anything that touches their professional creative lives is is what you guys are helping to run. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an entire experience. You know, um, even pretty soon here, we're gonna have a couple um, outside of just the creators and artists. Um, we're gonna start signing, and this is where our roster is gonna grow next year. Is like songwriters and producers. So like even the lyric of the song is written by someone in house. Mm. The the beat of the song, the melodies of the yeah. song would be produced in-house, sang by our artist. So it's a whole experience from the, you know, writing down the lyric of the song to putting that lyric over a beat to the artist recording it to being mixed and engineered will be in-house to creating the music video for it to yeah. the marketing side, which goes to our products and brands team. We'll do all the marketing for the song, the label that distributes it. Um, Every, everything is you. It'll be the whole experience. So let's go back in time for a second because this is not what I would have pegged you as doing when we first met. So I mentioned we we worked literally worked on the same floor, which is how I met you, which is kind of funny. But you were running a selfie app mm -hmm. called Shots. And part of the reason that it was a big deal was because it was Justin Justin Bieber backed. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. like one of your best friends. Mm -hmm. He was an investor and mm -hmm. used the app all still the time. Is. Still he's still mm -hmm. an investor. Yeah. What the heck was Shots app? Well Shots app was you know, everything that we're creating right now, the initial plan was to create this stuff in-house, find the next social media star within our app, which instead of finding in our app, we found them on Vine. Um, but we went to create this like um, this ecosystem where we could go in and we could find talent within our app and team up with them and produce content that would live inside our app, which we actually tried right before we pulled the app. We uh, we had our Awkward Puppet series. Tried to do original content inside yeah, the shots. Yeah, and we did. We uploaded the Awkward Puppet series into the app. We did a, little, a few sketches inside the app, but then we put that onto YouTube. And when it went on YouTube, it was just the... Um, you a know, lot more people on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more YouTube, you know, at discoverability. We had a yeah. discoverability issue, you know, like you had to be following the Awkward Puppets page or Rudy's page to see this the is Rudy Mancuso, right? Rudy Mancuso, who's one of our, one of uh, our your, artists. Yeah. Um, but with Rudy, you know, so, and Rudy was actually, I don't, Rudy in the beginning was like, I don't want it on YouTube. I don't care. We'll make this work. He just wanted it inside the app. He loved it. He was he was the one, we were fighting. I was like, hey, Rudy, trust me, let's do it on YouTube. But he was like so team shots yeah. at the time where he was like, no, like it's so much cooler to have our own thing. And he kept calling ours, even though he wasn't an investor at the time. He just was part of, he just believed in this so much. But then I was like, we're doing a disservice to you, Rudy. This is too funny, too good. Yeah. As soon as we put it on YouTube, it blew up. 
And then I got it on the attention of YouTube where we spoke with them more and we said, you know what, we're going to bring everyone onto YouTube. But but explain to people who don't know how you get an app that's invested in by Justin Bieber, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because he's, he's an international superstar. So how does that come about for someone like yourself? Well, I explain all this to Justin. Um, but how'd you even meet him? I met Justin through a couple mutual friends, two okay. different people, one including his, one being his father, and one was at this time at the time his jeweler was actually a friend of mine because he happened <laughs> to be Mayweather's jeweler. Who Mayweather was a uh, investor. This is Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather. the boxer. Yeah. Floyd. So you knew Floyd too. Yeah. So I knew Floyd, who I met him. You know, that's a different story, uh, a whole different story with Floyd. How I met him and how he invested. He actually tried to give us cash, literally like five hundred, whatever. Tried to give you. He tried to give you five hundred thousand dollars in cash. In cash, yeah. So. So, and what do you say? What do you say to that? When oh, I had to argue with him for two hours. Like, hey, I need a wire. He just didn't understand what a wire was. All right. Like, no, he's like, I pay everything cash. But anyways, we're the world. So you know Floyd Mayweather, his jeweler is Justin Bieber's jeweler. You meet Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. So I met Justin, and Justin actually was a fan of our apps. He was using uh, at the time before the Shots app, we had created a few different iPhone games. Yeah, and he was playing the game. So the so my friend Ben Baller, who's the jeweler, he happened to be with Justin. He they. Had, did some business together and and um, he just saw that Justin had a couple of our apps on his phone. He's like, yeah, I know the guys who made that. He's like, I'm a huge fan. Long story, he gave him my info and I met with Justin, explained to him everything. I Actually, I remember taking a, I don't know, 20, 25 slide deck printed out to his house and it was like showing content, creating content. We wanted to create cartoons and yeah. all this. We want to build an app where we had user-generated content and original content all in one. And that's what we wanted to create. And that's when he said, I want to be part of this. And why do you start with the, the selfie though? Because that's what it was known as. It was known as a selfie app. And that, and I remember talking to you early on and it was like, and we can get into this a little bit later on, but you were like, hey, we want to build this kind of network where people don't feel um, pressured about mm-hmm. likes. I don't think you could, you couldn't uh, see how many likes photos got mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, no you could only comment if you actually like sent someone a message back. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you know, created this extra barrier where someone can just leave a nasty comment. Mm-hmm. So you really seem to like be trying to clean up this social networking experience. To, in my opinion, that seemed like the goal much less than this content idea that mm-hmm. you ultimately came up well, with. Well, we wanted it because you can't move backwards. You can't have comments and everything at first and then re- remove it. And we just wanted to start in a place where it was positive and it was just not only positive, but just... Um, I just don't lack the word, but it was like, just like, don't overthink. You know what I mean? Just post. Low, low we barrier. Have, we didn't even have f- filters. Yeah, yeah, very low barrier. Just, you know, just just yeah. post, you know, because remember that was before Snapchat stories. That was before Instagram stories. So sure. anything, and, and before Twitter supported photos and before Facebook was really uh, mobile. I don't even know if Facebook had a mobile app back then. Remember, it took them a long time to have a mobile app and their mobile app was like awful the first year. But um, so... We we're like, okay, well, where was a place where you could just snap a quick picture? You know what I mean? Like, I just took a picture of my Google Home Hub and I posted it on my Instagram story. Back then, there was nowhere to host anything like that. So that's what Shots app was. So don't think about it. Don't worry about the negative comments. Like, post that picture yeah. of the Google Home Hub. Don't worry about someone saying like, hey, man, you're destroying my feed or this and that. Um, we didn't, you know, there was no filters. So don't worry about someone, you know, making fun of a wrinkle or how your makeup's done. Don't don't overthink. Yeah. And and then that was, that's why the selfie, that's why, you know, and there was a need for selfies, you know, really at the time there was nothing, you know, other than an iOS camera, there was no social network that had a reverse camera, you know? So yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even think Instagram, even if Instagram did, no one was really using the camera. Even to this day, people don't use the camera for a timeline for, yeah. for obviously for stories, use the camera, but for a timeline post, you weren't using the Instagram camera. You were taking things from your camera roll making them nice yep. and uploading them. And of course you had arguably the world's most popular selfie taker, right? And Justin Bieber is yeah. like a user and investor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved taking the selfie. So we just knew he was the right yeah. person, you know. Um, and he, but it wasn't necessarily about the selfie. He also believed in the very long-term vision of this company. Yeah. That's why he wanted, he didn't want to just invest in the selfie app. He wanted to invest in everything that we were doing and, um, and to this day, you know, he's still super supportive of everyone on our team. Yeah, um, so he's a, still an investor, but he's not one of the seven that you that is part of the 
kind of management. That no, you're doing. no, no, no. He's he's managed by Scooter Braun. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I want to talk about how you kind of put this team together and the strategy you guys have, but uh, I'm going to send it over. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Coming up next, here is a story about one business looking for the right candidates on the road to hired. This is the road to hired, brought to you by Zip Recruiter. And their UFO crashes on this planet called Smeeborg. That's Gretchen Hubner, co-founder and head of product at Codable, a game that uses fuzzy aliens to teach kids programming skills. Codable was founded in 2013, and it's now been used in tens of thousands of U.S. elementary schools. It's a company with a mission. If programming is something that everyone learns to do when they're young, it's not the boy thing or a girl thing or a nerd thing. It's just something everybody learns. As Codable grew, Gretchen was wearing a lot of hats. All of our sales and marketing, all of our game design first curriculum. So to scale, she needed to find talented and passionate people fast. So she turned to ZipRecruiter and used their candidate screening feature. My favorite thing was the deal breaker questions because I was able to ask people, why do you think it's important for kids to learn to code? It's really important that I know their answer to that. And that's how ZipRecruiter helped Gretchen hire a skilled game artist who was the perfect fit for Codable. Finding that person feels like finding a needle in a haystack. We were able to find somebody who matched our culture, who believes in what we're trying to accomplish, but who also had all the skills that we were looking for. Use ZipRecruiter to find candidates that have all of what you're looking for. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thanks to our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. You can try ZipRecruiter for free, no money. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Peter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Peter. And we are back. We're with John Shahidi, the CEO of Shot Studios in LA. We established kind of what you guys do, a little bit of the history of how you got here. Um, you manage what I... I said this kind of at the beginning. I always thought of these these guys um, as internet stars because a lot of them got famous on Vine, which mm-hmm. you mentioned. Walk me through kind of how this team came together. So, w- mm-hmm. where did you find like Rudy Mancuso, for example? He's a great. He's a good example, not only because uh, he's very talented. He also performed at mm-hmm. our Code Conference mm-hmm. in May, and yeah. he was awesome. Yeah, um, but like, how did you find this this group of people uh, through Vine and other platforms like that? Well, they were, you know. At the time, they were using Vine for video, but they were using the Shots app for photos. Um, and I remember looking at, you know, just data on our like our top users, and I was just really interested. And you know, we used to have, you know, get-togethers, uh, you know, just you know something that like YouTube and Instagram do actually a great job of is like catering to the community. You know, um, they have you know Instagram, YouTube, even some of the streaming networks like Spotify, Apple Music. They all have these uh, teams that cater towards you know the artists, the influencers, the comedians, the athletes. They all have different teams now. Um, it took a while for them to actually build teams that cater towards their you know the the um, the power users, the different verticals or the the, the well, users in each of those verticals. Yeah, but now they're split up. But like some. But back then, they didn't really have that. And we wanted that. We wanted, like, you know, if you had an issue, right? Like, if you didn't have your login, there was, like, VIP lines. So, we, you know, we just assumed who we knew, which was, like, all our investors obviously were using it. Justin was using it. Mayweather was using it. I think Mayweather announced one of his fights exclusively on our app. Marlon Wayans, Mike Tyson, Cristiano Ronaldo. So, we assumed that they were the power users. And then Sam, my brother Sam, gave me the data for our top users. And um, it was like Justin one, Kylie Jenner two. Um, and then it was like a list of like a bunch of people I've never heard of. I was like, then I was looking at like, you know, some of the people that I named, Snoop Dogg was like number like 18. I was like, who are all these people in between? I thought Snoop Dogg would be the biggest guy. Especially yeah. he was very active on social. He was visiting Twitter HQ and doing viral stuff on Instagram. And when I started looking at the name, we started reaching out. And Rudy was one of them. Lele was one of them. Anwar was, Jabali was one of them. Really? King Bash. You did not know them before. No. The only one I recognized when I looked them up was King Bash. I was like, oh, wow, that's that guy. I see his videos. Right. But meanwhile, they were very popular on Vine. These guys were, were all they were like the original, kind of the part of that original Vine star crew, right? Correct. That, not only were they big on Vine, but they were also, um, they were, um, they were big on Vine, but they were looking for a place to go to to get away from the comments and bullying because Vine 
um, users were probably the most cruel. Like if you read some of their comments and you know uh, just just video platforms, even YouTube comments are a lot yeah, more gnarly. cruel than other platforms because I think a lot of like Vine users, you know, you go to their profile, like they, I'm talking about like the, the regular user, yeah. you go to their profile, they don't really, you don't see their personal life where like Instagram is like, oh, okay, cool. You know, you want to say that? Well, I saw a picture of you and your mother. You know what I mean? Like, like where like on Vine and YouTube, they don't really have content where you can't like, you know, so you, it's easy for someone to hide, you know, yeah. on a Vine account. So I think they were looking for that escape. And I think they were hearing about a app that they could use for photos and then they could use Vine as video. And that's what, how it was happening. So then when we started reaching out to everyone, understanding, yeah. and I said, that's, these are the guys that we should be creating the content with. Yeah. And you do something really unique. So for those who don't know, the seven people that you manage, it, to me, it doesn't feel like they're all operating in seven different kind of worlds. Like Rudy Mancuso directs, a music video for Lele Pons, who appears in a music video for Anita, who's one of the top Brazilian mm -hmm. uh, pop stars. Like, they are participating in each other's projects. Like, it's almost a little team thing. I assume that's obviously by design. Yeah. But, like, how did you get them to buy into this notion of, like, hey, you could all be kind of famous on your own, or you could all kind of collaborate together? So, I think, um, well, there's a business behind it but then there's also you know what we call the shots family and the shots family is you know let's not make work first let's make friendship first we're going to spend a lot of our life together so let's work together let's you know there's a no negativity rule you know someone that's an actual rule that's an actual rule it's like uh that's like the kindergarten rule that i would have yeah you know, well there's no school. like like you can't call me and complain about someone so if you have a, if you don't agree with what so and so did or said or posted, you call them. You don't call me and complain like, "Hey, why is so and so doing babysit, this?" Basically, yeah, none of that. Which you know, because we're very hands on with our business, as I mentioned, the five different yeah. parts. So like, we're very active. Um, but you know, I mean, and we're always there. If you're having a bad day, you could call me. But I don't want to hear you complain about something else. And it's not just with an art. If it could be another creator, you know, there's a lot of creators that have been, um, you know, in the press for a lot of different. You know, a lot of different controversies, right? With internet creators last year, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, don't come. I, I saw it. I saw what so and so did and posted, and is getting backlash for. I saw it. Just learn from it. Yeah, we don't do that. But I don't want to hear about it. Like, oh hey, you know, I'm not a gossip guy. So there's that one part, but then there's the strategic business part. Is every one of our seven owns their vertical, like Anita you mentioned. Anita's the biggest star in Brazil. Like number one. I did but, not know much about Anita. She you have a Netflix show, which mm -hmm. we mentioned. It's about her kind of career, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I was pretty blown away. I don't know anything about Brazilian uh, music scene. I mean, she's like selling out massive stadiums full mm -hmm. of people. Oh, she does stadiums. She does festivals. Um, now they're, she's growing internationally. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's interesting about Anita is 12% of Brazil population, which is 220 million people, follow her on social media. Hmm. Yeah, that's how powerful and big she is. She's, yeah. you know, we call her the queen of Brazil. A lot of people, the press, the media, other artists call her the queen of Brazil. And so she owns that market. So we don't, we're not going to go look for another Brazilian. Okay. Step on her toes. So that also makes that no negativity rule easy, right? Because she doesn't feel like she's competing directly with the other members of your kind correct. of crew. Or Alesso, for instance. Alesso's our producer, DJ. Yeah, that's it. We, you know, we get DJs calling us all the time. Hey, I let go of my manager. Hey, let me know if you need a referral. Well, what about you guys? We have our guy. Yeah, and he's that's part funny. of this team. We it's kind of like you're forming a, a sports team or something like that. It's like, all right, you got your quarterback, you got your left tackle, you got your. I think I would kill it as a basketball coach. There you I go. Your general manager. I think I, I would kill it as Los a basketball Angeles coach. Lakers. I watch these guys like how, yeah. how you talk to them. Like, ah, yeah, I know exactly what to do. Yeah, I could kill it on the basketball. So you're so you're basically saying these are the different areas where we need someone to, you know, contribute to the group. Mm -hmm. You find someone to fill that need and people buy into mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you know, Lele's our pop star international, right? Like she's big in the Spanish world and the English world. Yeah. She's also our comedian. She's our overall entertainer. Yeah. You know, Rudy's our entertainer, but Rudy, you'll see a lot more piano in 2019 with him. He's going to own the piano. Who's, you know, there is no new generation, uh, Billy Joel, Elton John, yeah. you know, like he should be that. Everyone loves the piano. So explain to me how I can imagine, but explain to those of us who are listening here how 
it benefits one another for them? I mean, is it simply, hey, Rudy tags Lele in a video and therefore they reach both user bases or is yeah. it more complex well, than I'll that? I'll give you a great example. And you can see this in a Netflix show. Anita's career started changing when she started collaborating with Alesso. Alesso, at the time when we started working with them, Who's this DJ? Alesso's our DJ, producer. He's also a producer, and he's a um, dance DJ. Um, He was massive in Europe, number one market, like by landslide, Germany, Sweden, UK, Italy. Um, And when we started working with Anita at first, 99% of our followers were Brazil. At first. Yeah. One percent was which should explain spam. why someone like me didn't really know who she was. Yeah. So you know, so ninety-nine percent yeah, exactly. Most people. She Anita before us, and send the show we talked about, she met I was thing with a dozen music managers here. And some of the biggest names, I don't want to say their, their names, but some of the biggest names. And everyone's like, no, you know. They just didn't know who she was. Yeah. Yeah. But we were lucky enough because Shotsap's biggest market was Brazil. Uh, one of the reasons why we couldn't raise money is we used to go pitch about how big we were in Brazil, and people were comparing us to Path, who was like always bragging about Indonesia. R.I.P. Path. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, all the nice apps. <laughs> um, and so, so, so I understood Brazil, and I understood people not understanding Brazil. So that's yeah. how we. But then, but we're going back to what how this all works is. So when we first started with Anita. And then Alessa was right around the same summer, last summer 2017. Okay. And we said, why don't they do a song together? And fast forward to a little over a year later, uh, Anita's selling out shows in Paris, Portugal. Uh, she did the Royal Albert Hall in London. Remember, a year and a half ago, she was 99% following in Brazil. Yeah. She's selling out the Royal Albert Hall, one of the most iconic venues in the world. And Alesso's number one market is now Brazil. Number two market is Mexico City. Really? Yeah. And now uh, the UK is its third largest market. And so is that as simple as, it sounds so easy when you say it like that, right? Okay, find someone who's really mm-hmm. popular in country X and have them work with someone popular in country Y and voila. It's that, why don't more people do this? Like, it's, um, I feel like it can't be this easy. It's easy when you're working with logical, smart people, right? Like, it just takes one Anita and I were going on um, messaging on WhatsApp today. She had a couple of ideas about their, their different things. And I educated her on what I thought on the ideas and why I thought that. And her response was, oh, okay, I didn't see it like that. Cool. I think if you don't explain properly to a logical person, which she's very logical, very smart, unless a very logical, very smart, you know, but they're also caught on the side of the brain that's focused on creative, which yeah. is one side of the brain is the creative, you know, imaginative side. And then the other side of the brain is the logical, um, you know, more mathematical, putting pieces together side. Yeah. So when they're so focused on an idea on this side, but I'm sitting in the office on the other side, I could explain to them clearly. And they're smart where their brain meets in the middle and says, it's a good idea or it's a bad idea. It'll work or it won't work. Yeah. And for me, it's really easy. For me and my brother, it's really easy because they're very smart people with zero ego. I mean, we're talking about Anita. I was just going to say, so, I mean, long story short, they're not high maintenance. Like they, no. they're, they're happy to collaborate and they don't have massive egos. Anita has 31 million, over 31 million followers on Instagram. Um, I forgot her YouTube numbers, so, oh, oh, over 10 million yeah. on YouTube, maybe even closer to 15 million on YouTube. Uh, she can't walk two feet in Brazil. Uh, she has her own show on Netflix that's doing very well in more than just Brazil, in Colombia, Mexico, Spain, and even in the US, even though it's 80% Portuguese. She has a, she has a, so she has a hit Netflix show. She has hit music out. She's a judge on The Voice Mexico, which okay, is the number okay. one show. All this... And she still is humble. Yeah. You know? And that's what no, the things that we look at at first with, an, with anyone we work with is, where's, where, did the ego, is there an ego coming with them? And that's why we say no to most people. That's why a lot of, believe it or not, Kurt, once a day, someone will reach out. It could be an up-and-coming artist that's talented yeah. or someone that's extremely established. We say no. We say no because it makes it so much easier to do this entire thing when there's no ego and yeah. they're like, we'll work together with you. So uh, explain the distribution strategy because the Netflix thing is kind of one of the first examples I can think of that feels very like tradi- something that you're doing that's kind of traditional media. Obviously Netflix is new, but like the the idea of a 
series documentary kind of TV show is more yeah. traditional. Most of what you do is like, it shows up on YouTube. It showed up on Vine, mm-hmm. you know, back before Vine wasn't around anymore. So are you, I mean, these are kind of, this is a very digital strategy. I imagine that's by design. Do you want to stay in that realm or do you want to? Well, we want to be where our audience is. Okay. You know, so um, if our audience is on Netflix, which we could tell if they are or not, then we'll create something for Netflix, you know. But our thing is we want to be everywhere. You know, the the, the best way I um, I like to explain our company is, um, and that's why, you know, going back to what I said at first, there's no app, right? And I'm, you know, although I think of ideas, we're not building anything is I like to kind of, so there's like a giant war going on within all these platforms. Yeah. You know, no one really talks about it, but it's a fact. I talk about it. I feel yeah. like that's all I talk about. Okay. So there's days. a war. There's a war between right. Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, there's yeah. a war between YouTube and Spotify. There's a war between Spotify and Amazon. There's a war between Amazon and Hulu. There's a war between Hulu and Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's this like war going on, which kind of reminds me of the world. We, what we want to be is that one company, which we don't know the name of the company, but, you know, there's a few, you know, so, uh, we might know the name of the company, but we want to be the companies that are supplying these platforms with the missiles and tanks and armory. You're you know an arms I mean? dealer now. Yeah, but, like, that's what we want to be. We're arms dealers, you know, so. All right. So, be careful yeah, how, you, how you, you know. Well, you know, we're, I mean, we're not creating arms, but I know. content is... You know, I mean, I mean, what what's the what's the point? You know, what's the point of going to you know battle against everyone else when you don't have premium content? And that's yeah. what we're creating as a company. So what we want to do is supply. You know, like hey, Netflix, you need something? Well, guess what? Guess who is? Guess who's got the best mobile creators? And we all know Netflix that your mobile growth is growing. Yeah, it's no secret. Tablet, smartphone, anything mobile is growing, which is what the thirteen to twenty four year old is using to consume content. 13, 24-year-olds not buying a $3,500 TV. Right. You know, they may even have one. They probably don't even turn, turn it on. They're watching their $3,500 phone or whatever. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, you know, or a $30 phone, you know, sure. whatever it is. And we look at that. Yeah. But Anita's show, when we were, you know, you know, Bud, who's in the room here, he, like, he was even part of this, is like, when we were reviewing the video and the, the, the edit and, and everything in post-production of the Anita show, we weren't watching it on a TV. We were watching it on phones. And not only that, Sam went on eBay and bought some of the most popular phones in Brazil, which is not the iPhone. Different Samsung phones are the most popular phones down there. And we would test these and we would zoom in on the faces. We would change the coloring based on those devices that are popular in Brazil. So you're editing for a mobile Netflix view. Yeah, yeah. We weren't. We didn't have a big screen. You know, even though we got this room here for that, we never, like I was telling you, we never set it up for that. There was supposed to be a screen on here and everything for us to watch the Nina show. We just ended up watching it on our, through Vimeo links uh, on our phones and editing through there and like giving feedback. Hey, it should be zoomed in here. This, that, that seemed a little too dark, you know, you know, boost the color. You know, so Netflix is in that business. YouTube is that, Instagram is almost all that. Yeah. Twitter video, Facebook video. Um, I want to talk about all those, but let's take one more quick break and we'll come back. We're going to talk about all the different platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Ericsson. On Recode Media, we talk to change makers in their fields. In this next advertiser segment from Ericsson, you'll hear about how 5G technology is the next wave of change in the world of mobile connectivity. And now, the 5G Meditation Minute. Welcome. Just relax your body. Breathe. Repeat your mantra and feel the calm wash over you. 5G is here. 5G is here. And it's going to change the way we live. This next generation of wireless technology will revolutionize how we send and receive data. And Ericsson is one of the companies building the infrastructure we'll need. Push away the bad reception and overcrowded networks. 5G uses multiple antenna to boost capacity. So in large crowds of people, like at a packed concert, you can still connect and share selfies instantly. (sighs) Embrace the cloud. With minuscule latency and edge computing, 5G makes even remote files behave as if they were on your device. And you will have so much more to be thankful for. 
augmented reality, 8K streaming, AI-assisted services, smart cities, and the ever-growing Internet of Things. Your future is empowered by 5G. <sighs> Lie back. Be present. Focus on real connections. Ericsson is bringing 5G to life. Breathe in and breathe out. Repeat your mantra and feel the calm wash over you. 5G is here. <sighs> thanks for listening, and thanks to Erickson for sponsoring this episode of Recode Media. Okay, we are back with John Shahidi, CEO of Shot Studios. We're talking about the different platforms. Mm -hmm. You said you, you basically want to provide content to every platform out there, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, what works best for you right now? I think it's YouTube, actually. Is YouTube still your biggest thing? It was last time we spoke. YouTube is, and um, especially now that we've gotten into music. You know, a, yeah. you know, a music video is like YouTube video. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, YouTube for a few reasons. Um, one is because music. You know, although Spotify has video, great video. Um, uh, Apple's got, you know, Spotify's got the vertical videos that we love creating for. Apple's got, you know, you could actually consume. Uh, Lele has their own video playlist on Apple right now yeah. that they just launched at apple.co slash Lele Pons. If you go there, you'll just see her music in the, in, uh, visually. But YouTube, for a few reasons. One is, um, you know, when we started this, one of the reasons why, you know, when we started seeing our content being consumed outside of the Shots app was uh, we, were, we were monetizing for the first time. Yeah. You know, we were... You can actually make money from YouTube. Yeah, you can make money from day one. Yeah. And... Um, click a... Click a button. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, so, you know, so now you have revenue from there. You get, exp you know, it, uh, this discoverability because don't forget, it's Google, right? So yeah. they have the best ways to, whether it's searching or serve you based off what you search. So they, I knew that that, that was one, another one of our reasons was like, they will, YouTube and Google will, f some, if you are looking for it, they'll figure out how to get it over to you. Yeah. Um, then there's the music element, right? Yeah. Like, you know, um, but then um, one of the things that, you know, that we really care about is the people that work there are like... So you have good business relationship with YouTube. Just everyone, all yeah. departments, you know, from their music department to the YouTube music team to their creators team to the originals team. And, you know, now we meet because, you know, uh, in the next year we'll be getting more into like science and education. So their STEM team just the most incredible people who understand us yeah. and appreciate the work that we put in because, you know, our, our content is a little bit more produced than other creators. Um, you know, they, they, they love the fact that we're taking, you know, someone that's, you know, uh, labeled as a YouTuber, say like Lele or Rudy and actually developing them into international stars. Lele just performed at the Latin AMAs, yeah. you know, second to last slot right before Maluma. That's massive. Never been done. Never been done. And that's good for YouTube because she built her following on YouTube. All the headlines are YouTube star you right. know, steals the show at the Latin AMAs. Yeah. So, so, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off these other platforms. Give me your quick gut reaction thoughts mm -hmm. on them. Facebook. Facebook.com? Yeah, as a platform. Facebook proper, the blue app. I like where they're going with the originals. We're actually building some shows. For Facebook Watch? For Facebook Watch, yeah. And they're giving us you know, so far full freedom. You know, like, they're like, hey, we love what you guys are doing. You know, you have any ideas, spit out, I think about eight different ideas. They loved everything. They're very open-minded to make Facebook Watch happen. So Facebook Watch, for I, I believe it. Could work for you guys. You I, don't yeah. post to, like, Facebook pages, though. We we do and we don't. We don't really have a strategy. It's honestly, it's it's when we remember to. You know, That's I hate crazy. saying it like that, but it's, you know, um, because we also, you know, it's very important to, even though you can monetize now on Facebook, it's important also um, from a perspective angle to have as many views on a YouTube video, right? Yeah. Like I would rather a Rudy video have 10 million views on YouTube than let's say like 7 million on YouTube and 3 million on Facebook because that 10 million just makes a big difference when we, you know, when it comes. Well, becomes, you can't make money from, the, or at least not much I think I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're part of this program, but there is a... Uh, I, you probably we, would know if you were part of it because you'd be no because money. we didn't really follow up so no. you know there, there was there was like <laughs> a program do that. 
maybe, maybe. Or we'll just focus on the original stuff. Okay. You know, more, you know, instead of taking... Well, we also don't really like to recycle content, even mm-hmm. though a lot of people do it. They create something, and, and I've even said it should be everywhere. But when I say everywhere, we should create for everywhere. So like Spotify, for instance, if it's time for a music video on Spotify, because Spotify's vertical videos, we're not going to chop up a, a, a landscape video and just, you know, zoom in on the middle, which is what a lot of musicians do. It's a really awful experience. We have a whole team that just literally shoots um, vertically. It turns the camera yep. 90 degrees and and shoots vertically and creates something specifically because a vertical video has got to be tall. You know, it's got to... So we'll put, like, you know, palm trees, bunk beds. You know, we've even joked about getting a giraffe and putting a giraffe. You have to put tall items in a... So it's a shot completely different than a wide video. So those are the things that we like to do. So right now, we don't have the bandwidth to create something original for uh, specifically for Facebook, unless now the original teams call because now there's budgets. They're, yeah, they're paying you for yeah, it. Yeah, there's budgets. They're you know they're 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 you know they're put they're giving us some Got serious it. budgets, and that's where now Facebook's exciting. It's like okay, they get it. Okay, uh, Instagram. Oh, that's one of the most powerful platforms, and that's both. I know your uh, Lele, for example, was early with IGTV. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of IGTV? I feel like from the outside, it feels I I've clicked in it a few times. Doesn't. I mean, I'm probably not the target demo, but not a lot for me yeah. there. I think I, I, I'm a believer in IGTV. I think the idea is great. I think it has a product issue right now. I think it's not the, um, which they're working on. You know, right now I've noticed in like the discover section when I click on a video, it's bringing me an IGTV video. So it's like, you know, I think they have this product issue right now. And like, how do you separate this original full screen vertical video from everything else and not ruining that experience of like the square photos and yeah. videos and basically discoverability like how do i actually discover this has a product issue but you know what that's one app update you know yeah. someone could just walk in and be like hey i figured it out push one update yeah. igtv is a thing so instagram is a valuable platform and audience for you and the folks that you work yeah with. i mean instagram is our secret weapon you know like that's our you know that's where our, most of our fans all, all our fans are you know yeah. they're i know they're on youtube too but yeah you know they're also there um, you know, it's, it's, you know, a uh, lead generator for anything that was with the link, whether yeah. it's a Nita show, which has a Netflix link, you know, so we could put the link in the bio. Yeah. Swipe up on Instagram stories is very valuable. All right. And Snapchat. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you don't uh, want to answer this. Yeah. One. I mean, listen, this is the thing with Snapchat. There's still people who use it. Yeah. Um, the product's always been a great product. I don't think they... Th- th- there's something Snapchat can do to yeah. you know, make a comeback. But the few times we've tried to explain that, um, it's really gone nowhere. So it's kind of with, not... With the executives at the company? Uh, certain people. Yeah. And we just... We're now at a place where like, okay, let's just focus on the people who understand us, understand... You know, and that's where we're at. And I'm meeting with Snapchat next week, I think. Yeah. You know? And um, but it's um, you know, just being they haven't prior. I mean, the the reputation is they haven't prioritized creators. It sounds like based on your, I'm looking at it, yeah. people can't really necessarily see you, but you know, you're clearly hesitant to like maybe say what's truly on your mind. But it sounds like yeah. at the very least they're not treating creators the way that you think they should be treated. Yeah. Well, there's people who treat them better. And we also, you know, right now we're doing a lot, right? The five things, platforms. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're huge on YouTube. We're huge on Instagram. We're huge on Apple Music. We're huge on Spotify. You know, I, I, I actually, I'm a believer in Twitter video. You know, I oh, think. Oh, really? Yeah. You're the, I, 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 what's your pitch for Twitter video? Because I... Well, I you know, I've always been a Twitter me. fan. I've, I've always I know you're a Twitter, Twitter fan. You know, so. We didn't even talk about... Back in the day, I'll do a quick aside, but back in the day, and I wrote about this, I'm not the only one, about being shahidied. You were the first to write about it. Basically. Well, uh, no, no, you, Dan. Dan Primat. Yeah, yeah, he was. I'm sorry, Dan. You would, if you mentioned someone on Twitter, which you have mentioned me on Twitter, I would spend yeah. like two weeks of nonstop Twitter notifications yeah. from mostly like Justin Bieber fans. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't uh, happen as much anymore. Do you think it was like a lot of bots and stuff? It didn't feel no, like bots at the time. I think... But, um, you know, I started posting not what they wanted to see, right? Uh, like, I think they loved me and Justin always being together, which we were, you know, yeah. they're in, you know, um, 
you know, before this, during the app days, during when he was, you know, in his creative zone, you know, I think he really leaned on me and my brother a lot to like just be around with him. And, you know, um, but then now, you know, he's married, man, you know, and yeah. he's, you know, um, taking a little break, hopefully he makes a comeback soon, but taking a little break from work. So, um, you know, so, so now, and I've, you know, been focused on building the company. Yeah. So you're um, not giving believers the believer content. That yeah, they yeah. I yeah. mean, there's still some and they consume, you know, I read the comments on our yeah. videos and they all talk about, oh, what, you know, I love seeing the like, I love what shots has become and they love the evolution of the company and all yeah. that. But it's not like, you know, um, it's not like what it used to be, but that's fine. You know, I'm also yeah. older. Like, I don't need, you know. <laughs> you don't need the believers as much. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah. No, fair. it's not only that. It's just, you know, I want to use Twitter like you use Twitter. You yeah. know, like, I go there for news and information. And you I can't, you know, I want to, I don't want to miss that reply by you because someone wants to meet Justin. Yeah. Okay, so give me your quick pitch. Give me your 30-second pitch on why Twitter video is still relevant. Well, there's still a lot of users on Twitter. Yeah. And the product actually is... Um, pretty decent when it comes to landscape videos. I, I, I think the vertical videos need a little bit of work, um, which is, you know, something I think they should prioritize because most of their users are mobile users. But, yeah. but you know, the, the, the product is actually there, and which is something that most platforms, you know, it's the other way around, right? Like, you know, they have the content and the creators, but they don't have the product. The product is there. So now all they need is the content. Yeah. And we already have a following on there. You know, Lele's got, I don't know, uh, close to two million. Rudy's got over a million. You know, um, uh, um, Anita's got uh, yeah. how many millions? Millions. Um, Alessa's got a couple million. You know, so we have a following there. Uh, there's the retweeting, right? So like when you go back to what we're talking about collaborations, uh, there's the collaborations with the you know one. There's click. more of a viral network effect. Yes. On yeah. So it just needs yeah. the right content. That's why if you see like the tweets with like the most retweets and likes is they, you know, they're like memes. They're actually, you know, which memes are original content too. I mean, they, yeah. like, someone created that for us to laugh, yeah. you know? So it wasn't, you know, anything personal. So like they were trying to entertain John and Kurt. So, and when you look at those, I see memes with 80,000 retweets. So people want original content yeah. on YouTube. And I think that's just a matter of us. On Twitter. Team. Uh, on I'm Twitter. sorry, yeah, on Twitter, yeah. yeah. And it's just a matter of us staffing up so I feel like social media a couple years ago was more of a, almost like a science, like trying to figure out what would work and what wouldn't. Obviously, the algorithms were a little maybe newer and people were still experimenting. Do you feel, I guess, what have you learned? You know, if you, I'm sure you've learned a lot of things, but if you could maybe boil it down as someone who has groomed and helped build kind of fine stars, social media stars into much larger than that. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, one or two things that, that you've learned throughout that? Um, well, one is to always be relatable. You know, understand what your audience, who your audience is, and create content for that audience. Yeah. So you got to be relatable. That's what makes Lele so big. More you know? so than maybe traditional TV or something like that? Like, it'd be just because social feels intimate or what? Um. Yes, yes. You know, it's got to be, you know, Lele's best performing videos are videos where she's just herself. Yeah. And we've noticed anytime we've upped the productions on some of our YouTube videos, the engagement's gone down because you don't connect as much because of what you just said. Um, And then also, there's got to be proper evolution. You know, when we first started with the Shots family, um, you know, they were on Vine. They were creating six-second videos. We didn't jump from six-second videos to a Netflix show, which yeah. is 30 minutes an episode. We went from six-second Vine videos to then we, you know, moved everyone to the Shots app, which was Shots app was like 15 to 30 seconds. That was a quick, you know, we x that only because all the reasons I said before. So then we actually, before we went to YouTube, we went to Instagram. Instagram at the time was 30-second videos so right. before they changed it to one minute. So now we went from six-second to 15 seconds to 30 seconds figuring out how to be able to get your keep your attention beginning middle and end tell a story in this short amount of time then after 30 seconds Instagram opened up to one minute they announced one minute videos so we started creating one minute videos and when we got the hang of that you know anywhere from 30 seconds to one minute most of them were around 45 seconds we launched our YouTube channels. Our, YouTube, our first video YouTube videos were like 90 seconds two minutes so it was really like a total evolution step by step three minutes four yeah. minutes five minute music videos uh, Rudy's uh, released a couple 12 to 16 minute sketches on his channel then we did the Anita show on Netflix which yeah. is I think 28 minutes an episode alright last thing 
the next logical step after a 28 minute episode is a movie or a documentary or or something that's you know an hour or, or more. Well, I really enjoyed creating the Anita show. It was so the beautiful. Show. The yeah. Netflix show of Anita. Um, that one was like, you know, taking a team that we brought on board with two of our team members, Alicia and Charlie, who collectively, they've done, they work for NFL Films. They did like all the hard knocks. They did Mayweather's All Access. That's how I met them. Got Mayweather. It. So bringing them, who collectively, Charlie and Alicia, have 22 Emmys, and then teaming them up with our mobile first guys, you know, Bud, Calvin, um, uh, Wes, um, just our, our existing team that yeah. focuses on YouTube videos. And then having these two worlds meet is what delivered the Anita show. So I think more shows like that is going to be really interesting for us. And then and then we want to try a first film. Do you want to do a movie? Yeah, we want to do, uh, I think um, next year we'll probably try our first, maybe even two movies in 2019. Really? Two movies in the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rudy's got a niche. He's got a really, really Are these like amazing s- idea. For like documentary style or like? No, like this will be scripted. Sitcom. Yeah, no, this will be a scripted film. It'll so. be a scripted com- comedy on the comedy side with, yeah. with a touch of music because this company is about music. Yeah. So it'll be a comedy with music, you know. The comedy musical from Shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Comedy musical. I don't know why Sam doesn't want me to say musical comedy. I think yeah. you can say whatever you want, Sam. I don't see Sam around here. So. Yeah, I know he's going to listen to this, <laughs> and he's going to listen to the whole thing just to make sure I didn't. Even say if you buried it at the very end here, yeah. John, this was awesome. Thank yes. you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, and thank you to all of the listeners out there. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Uh, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KerWagner8. John, people can follow you on Twitter. Twitter. John. At John. Just John. At John you got at John, which is like, I'm sure you could sell that baby for, for a nice chunk of change yeah. at this point. Thank you to our sponsors and to Cadence 13 and the Vox Media for selling all of the ads that you listen to. Thanks also to Joel Robbie, who edits this show, and to our producers, Gold Arthur and Eric Johnson. This is Recode Media, and we will see you next week. Merck scientist Daria Hazuda has failed countless times. But from those failures, medical invention was born. From years of trial and error researching infectious diseases, Dr. Hazuda has helped to develop medicines that help treat HIV and hepatitis C. For the next generation of inventors, Dr. Hazuda's passion, coupled with her commitment to eradicating the world's toughest diseases, proves that failure is a teachable moment. Daria is just one of the many Merck scientists dedicated to inventing for life. See why we invent at merck.com slash inventing for life.